Good morning. It is six o'clock and I we are back out. It's the second. We're back in open today for in-person sessions as well as our live sessions from home, which will be streamed from the studio this morning. We have um, cardio bar, total body bar with Chloe, and then yoga, beginner's yoga with Bindu. And I'll be doing muscle strengthening downstairs. Julie will be doing in devices, muscle strengthening as well this morning. So, busy morning. Wanted to jump on and talk about Christmas and the Last Supper effect. So, everyone knows that around Christmas it's very easy just to go, you know what, um, I'll just wait until January. Morning, Marie. I get, and I get it. I do get it. Um, and there's a term called, you know, I'll start in January and things are easier. Morning, Judith. There's a term called the Last Supper effect. And this is what researchers use to actually define a flaw in a lot of dietary studies. So, a lot of diet studies actually show greater weight loss than they should. Like, you know, those rapid ones sometimes. Because people know they're about to go on a diet. So because people know they're about to go on a diet and they're about to be given a diet by researchers, what do you think they do? What do you think they do? They go, I'm just going to eat more. So they get brought in. And this is what I did when I did my research at Brooks University. I put, my, I put people on really low-calorie diets because I wanted to see their insulin sensitivity, diabetes risk, and I wanted to see what they did after after going on a diet. And what we found is when I was chatting to them and briefing them what was, what was about to happen, I was saying, you know, we're going to take bloods on this day, and then next week when you come in, we'll take bloods again, then we're going to put you on a low-calorie diet. Great, okay, I better be eating this week then. And the thing is, is that flaws the study. Morning, Cheryl. That flaws the study because in that week, they eat everything and anything because you've you just told them you're about to go on a diet. And, and it's something that some of the ladies say to me, oh, I would start, but I want to enjoy Christmas. And that's fine, I get it. But you've got to remember that there's always going to be Christmases, there's always going to be birthdays, there's always going to be social events apart from the lockdown. But even then, there's still food around in the house. And, you know, it's, it's interesting how lockdown can be... Someone can say, oh, I've done really good this month, but we have been locked down, so there's been no social events. And we put ourselves down. We don't applaud ourselves. Like, meanwhile, someone else could say, oh, it's been really hard this month because I've had lockdown. So I've been stuck inside and I've eaten more. So the same situation can have a different outcome. Depends on our perspective. Depends on what we think of it. We could see December as, you know what, this is my month to look as great as I can in Jan- for January, for Christmas and January, so I can look back and say, look what I've achieved. Morning, Cheryl. Look what I've achieved in this month, in a month where maybe I normally wouldn't do anything. The sense of achievement that I can look back and say, actually, I have Christmas lights. It's lovely. It's a lovely morning. I can look back and say, yeah. Yeah, I can look back and be proud of what I've done. And... My point in this is we think that then we could end the year as a whole month 10 pounds heavier. Then we've got a whole another 10 pounds to lose. And my point is sometimes we think that by delaying, by delaying, we're in the same situation. When the reality is if we delay, we assume that nothing changes, but it does. We could be going backwards and we're not aware of it. We could be going backwards so subtly, because let's face it, you don't just wake up one day and go, I need to do something now, really. It's kind of a lingering thing that is going, probably need to do something, probably, yeah, I probably should, I probably should. And it's kind of slowly coming up. And equally, 
That's the same with positive habits, even if they're really small, small but meaningful. Small but meaningful because the meaningful element comes because once you do one thing, you're more likely to do it tomorrow. That's how urges work, that's how habits work. If you keep giving in to an urge, whether that's food, snacking, whether that's you get an urge to you know, eat after dinner and you keep giving in to that urge, or, or maybe comforting that urge, listening to that urge, that urge is a bit like the neighbour's cat that you keep feeding. It'll keep coming back. Hey, Sarita, it'll keep coming back because we're feeding it. A bit like the squirrel that knocks at the window. The nuts. You keep giving it nuts, it'll come back. It's like my Labrador. She never comes to me because I never give her food. She knows I finished my dinner. <laughs> Rightly or wrongly. Conversation for another day. But she knows who will give her tidbits. She knows where she'll get some. The kids mainly because they find it fun and they drop food all the time. But my point in here is the same with an urge. And the more, more you feed it, the more it will grow back. But equally, what if, and researchers have found this, what if the urge... What if the urge was actually the thing that you were craving? So we actually crave the feeling of comforting an urge, not the thing itself. So let's say I'm, I've got an urge for biscuits. Have we got an urge for biscuits or have we got an urge that we have taught ourselves that having a biscuit gets rid of the urge? It couldn't be the same with exercise. I know I need to exercise, but I put it off and I get a nice feeling when I put off exercise to tomorrow. Short term, but still, it gives you a comforting feeling. And what the researchers have found here is that to break this relationship with urge and a food, what they found that you can do is actually have the food once in a while when you haven't got an urge for it. Because you've got to remember that biscuits, chocolate, they're delicious. Junk food, generally delicious. This food manufacturers were up against it. They spend millions of pounds on making the mouthfeel, the look, the packaging, easy to overeat. Like we can't necessarily blame ourselves for wanting some at all. So you've got to consider when it comes to that, when it comes to that, and think when you eat it, we generally eat it when we're tired, stressed, on the go, need a pick-me-up, of course we're gonna even we're gonna enjoy it even more because we're feeling rubbish when we eat it. So the association is feeling rubbish and then I eat that. Of course we're gonna feel better. Most anything would make us feel better when you think about it. Having a bath, reading a book, having a nap, taking ten deep breaths in, exercising. Anything would make you feel better when you're feeling stressed, tired, pretty low. Any self-care element. So what they found was actually if you have that, have it when you don't have an urge, maybe in the morning, you can start to break that relationship. Anyway, I hope that helps, I'm nearly there. I'm at my trusted place of spec savers with my glasses on my head, hang on. There we go, sorry. Now they'll, I know, I know. You're gonna bend it. It's now too big, yeah. So, we're nearly at studio, so I'm gonna head off. Day one today for a lot of ladies, we have a flexible start date for our 28 day kickstart from today so if you want any more information on that send over a message and i'll get you the details marlborough devices or all, all from home send over a message i'll get you 
the details. Any questions on that, let me know as well. If you have any questions that you want me to answer, do send them over. Speak soon. Take care.